You're listening to WERALP, Arlington, Virginia, 96.7 FM, streaming and on demand at WERA.FM. I'm your host, Lynn Borton, and this is Choose to be Curious. Welcome. There's no reason you would know this, but today's kind of a big deal for me. This is the first broadcast after my initial three-month trial with WERA. So thank you for choosing to be curious, listening in, and joining me on this big adventure. In her poem, The Summer Day, Mary Oliver wrote, What is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Last summer, I wouldn't have seen this coming, that radio would be a part of my life in this way, but how wonderful and wild to be here in Arlington, a place that supports this kind of effort. We really want to build the audience and interest in this brave little independent media enterprise here at WERA, and frankly, we need your help to do that. So a shameless plug here. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Choose to be curious and tell all your friends twice. Every listener counts. It seems especially appropriate that today's guest is someone who came recommended by a listener. The truth is, when I first tell people about the show, or just tell them about the idea of it, choose to be curious, I mostly get polite but blank looks. Like, people are either curious or they aren't. What's with the choosing? To which I respond, choosing to be curious is like eating right or getting fit. It's a decision we can make about how we want to show up for life. And once people start to think about where curiosity has ever taken them, very cool things start to happen. People begin to see the power of making an explicit choice to be inquisitive, to inquire, to engage. Even my mom told me the other day she started asking more questions after listening to the show. How cool is that? My aforementioned listener seemed to get this right away. And yet, she said she hadn't noticed it before, but her yoga teacher is always talking about curiosity. So she thought I should interview her. And that's how Jen Seif of Om Joy Yoga came to be joining me today. When this show airs, we'll be in the middle of the Olympic season, with our fixation on the human body reaches its all-time fever pitch coverage of the games, besides just hanging on medal counts and feature stories, always gets me thinking about my body and body awareness in general. So I went looking for what research there may be on curiosity and body awareness, fitness, or health. These studies have looked at everything from multidisciplinary chronic pain treatment to trauma, congestive heart failure, and the interdependence of our enteric nervous system, our gut, or what some people call our second brain, and our better-known central nervous system, all to see what role paying attention plays in our health and well-being. And the short answer is body awareness helps a lot. I've put links to several studies on our Facebook page, Choose to be Curious. Take a look. It's interesting stuff. For me, the studies began to raise interesting questions about how to get better body awareness and to ask What role does or could curiosity play? Honestly, I think we think we don't need to be curious about our bodies. We inhabit them all day, every day after all. 
What could we possibly not know? They're home. But for that very reason, I think there's some risk we stop paying attention. Maybe don't listen so closely to what they, our bodies, our homes, are telling us. Or even hear their signature sounds. Forget all those sounds of Arlington I keep talking about. Let's talk about home sounds. In my house, it's the ticking tall case clock and the creaky stairs that stand out. Know those sounds anywhere. They're a part of home, but most of the time, I don't pay much attention to them. So what else might be making noise around or within us that we're not hearing? And what do we begin to notice if we stop to be curious? So I'm curious, do you have sounds that say home to you? Let us know on Facebook or Twitter, hashtag MySoundscape. You're listening to WERA 96.7 FM. This is Choose to be Curious. I'm Lynn Borton, and I'm delighted to have Jen Seif join me. Jen has done a lot of thinking about how we move, why we move the way we do, and how that relates to our bodies in space. And as she puts it, she encourages her students to feel the ripple effect, how one thing transfers to the other. So you know this conversation is going to be good. Welcome, Jen. Thank you so much, Lynn. Wonderful to be here. You know, when I first raised this possibility with you to come on the show, you seemed to get this idea right away. Why? I mean, what is it about Choose to be Curious that spoke to you? I would say that I had an aha moment uh, about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a mother of uh, two young, active boys. My youngest had um, a traumatic brain injury at birth. Mm. He was diagnosed with cerebral palsy, um, and it affects his muscle tone and his neuromessaging system. Let me go back and say he's doing wonderfully. Oh, good. He He is able to drive independently a motorized wheelchair with a joystick, and he speaks with a assistive communication device. Uh uh This was um, a very transformative Mm -hmm. uh, uh, time in my world, in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I was seeing milestones that he should have met. And I I started to think of his um, as being inch stones. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started Mm -hmm. to look at how can we make his world more accessible? How can I help him tap into this world, you know. It's a kind of a how might I kind of a a moment. Okay, this isn't necessarily what I expected or the path that any of us see coming. No path is. Right. But how might I make the most of this journey. Yeah. Uh-huh. I had a teacher, uh, one of my teachers, um, Kira Sloan, she's in Ojai, California. It, it was really wonderful to hear a teacher tell you, you don't know squat. Mm-hmm. We can't control anything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you accept that, then you can sort of begin to really dive in and delve in. Isn't that interesting that ignorance feels so liberating? 
It was, yeah. <laughs> and I think that from then on, I was really committed to devoting myself to to try and lift the veil and mm-hmm. to to open my eyes. Like mm-hmm. the eyes are your windows, and I love going back to that analogy of of the home, your uh-huh. your body. It's the house. Your eyes, really. They connect to your brain. They send these, you know, um, they're the sensory receptors. And so being able to have them communicate with your brain and your mm-hmm. perception. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to lift the veil. And and in movement in the body, the yogic principle uh, svadhyaya uh-huh. means self-study uh, oh, or refinement. Okay. And so as you start to really explore the landscape or explore the dynamic living being that you're, you are, mm-hmm. your practice becomes like an entryway. Mm-hmm. And that going back to that analogy, mm-hmm. your, your body and your brain are your mind. They're merely the, the building that houses the, the true gift inside. I mean, it sounds like what you're talking about is kind of an, just simply paying attention, kind of turning the lights on um, and and looking around. It's not just having the lights on, but really right. looking at where you are. Right. And, and there's a, a, a misunderstanding, I think, that it feels good to mm-hmm. be in your body sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I also have explored. Um, so you might intentionally keep the lights off for a little while. Right, right. (laughs) You might not draw the curtains open, but how do we relate to that then, Mm -hmm. you know? And can we figure out what that relationship is? Mm -hmm. And you kind of ask the questions, but you have to pause, you have Uh to listen. Uh When you encourage your students to get curious, what does that mean to you? So I typically would start off a practice and say, you know, what is it that brought you here? And that's sort of the basis for the curiosity. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Is this for self-care, for finding better balance? Is your, you know, do you have um, decreased muscle tone or decreased flexibility? Mm -hmm. And then what fulfills you? You know, how does your heart feel? How does your mind feel and your breath feel? And then look at those qualities so that instead of looking out externally, the practice brings you inside to feel um, and to uh, to be mindful. Yoga asks us, or any kind of movement-oriented practice or mindfulness, asks us to be in the frontal part of our brain. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so so that you're not relying on on your habits, and it takes work. The non-habitual stuff. It can be uncomfortable. It can be scary. Mm-hmm. Meditation can be very scary for some people. Yeah, um, yeah. With the whole Olympic kind of body awareness thing, I went looking for Olympian quotes on body awareness. I thought, okay, this is a group of people that should have something to say about this. Well, you know, I found lots about, you know, competitive, you know, drive and all that sort of stuff. But but then I found Greg Luganus said um, that peak performance is like meditation in motion. I love that. Kind of explode that for me. Yeah, what does that say to you? I, I, I mean, to unpack that, I, I feel like if you relax into it, mm-hmm. if you can stop wrestling with sort of those inner negative thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. if you can mm-hmm. 
get into a flow, then it really is this beautiful, fluid um, movement. Uh-huh. And, and then you get into um, that, that kind of path. Mm-hmm. Whereas it, you've got to practice the non-habitual way of doing things so that you can be really present and, be, and feel what that alignment in the body feels like or if there's a congruency within the joints. You had talked about, um, you know, how we move and why we move and how that relates. Uh, Unpack that, as you say, a little bit. You know, what do you mean by each of those pieces? I think tuning your awareness inward to sort of check in with the relationship between your body Mm-hmm. and space. Mm-hmm. Another one of my teachers, Teresa Murphy, does this wonderful exploration. You would lay down in a reclining position uh-huh. and just begin to, as you're lengthening, inhale and find plantar flexion and on the exhale fi- find dorsiflexion without moving your heels, right? Then you start to create this movement within your body and you can observe the ripple effects, perhaps sensing feelings in the back of the skull or in the sacral area. Without actually moving those things. but You're just f- flexing, flexing the feet. Uh-huh. And so there's this connection with the floor and how do you relate to that? Uh-huh. And she says this, this other really wonderful thing that how we relate to ourselves will be the same outward. And so if we don't start with compassion and kindness toward ourselves, then we'll never see that in the world. Mm. Um, and there's a ripple effect on a whole other level. Right, um, but right. the ripple effect uh, and, and how we relate our bodies in space, how do you, you know, can you feel that little bridge at the back of your ankle? You feel the imprint of the calves on the, on the floor and you feel the imprint of the heels on the floor. Mm-hmm. Can you feel... Feel that empty space, that bridge Mm. where the back of your Achilles, you Mm. know, um, or the bridge from where the back of your heart is and and kind of up through the the hinge of the jaw and then to the back of the skull. Oh, I'm sitting here like feeling my arch and like, can I I feel the back of my neck? What's up? Yeah. (laughs) And and it's getting into the architecture, too. Uh And I really do keep going back to your beautiful analogy. You can think of the pelvic floor being Mm. the Mm -hmm. floor, right, of your core. The abdominal muscles are the walls. You've got your diaphragm. That is the roof. And that is so important in terms of our breathing. Mm And then there's all these interconnected relationships. Your legs, the capable, really, foundation for holding up your core, right? Mm -hmm. And at the core of a movement practice is your breath, your breathing. So are these... Um, I'm, you know, I'm showing my ignorance here about sort of the yoga tradition. Are these things that are part of kind of common teachings? Are, are you representative of a particular school of thought? Is this um, just a beautiful worldview that you've developed? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's Hatha yoga. Okay. And um, that is the umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, for so what distinguishes yoga? it? 
it, it is sort of where the other um, disciplines come from. Uh-huh. So you could have a more alignment-based focus, which would mm-hmm. be Iyengar style yoga. Um, you can have an Arnisara. There's a lot. There, there's a lot, but uh-huh. bri- pranayama is is what we um, in yogic speak refer to as. Um, practicing breathing Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and and not being in the chest and the and the um you know and really breathing down into the the pelvic bowl and Mm -hmm. and and once you get down into that area you're more into the parasympathetic nervous system Mm -hmm. the the Mm -hmm. rest and digest rather than being up here in your throat and it's it's the fight or flight Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so learning to to still um, and and find smoothness and steadiness mm-hmm. to help you when you're um, faced with obstacles. Mm-hmm. I give these tools too to my my ten year old. You know, when he gets really worked up about something, just being mindful, mm-hmm. and I'll ask him to be. Uh, you know, I'll say five five five. You know, so what's five 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 five? five. <laughs> Tell me the first five things you see right now. Like ah. right now, I'm looking out the window. Uh, uh, you know, I, I see you driving the car. I see, you know, I see a blue car. What are the first five things you feel? Not feel it, not not in an emotional sense, but the seat beneath me, my, the, 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 the car floor under my feet. Um, and then the first five things you hear, you know, and that get, that gets him out of the, the uh, you know, and I'm so worked up. But it's an easy thing to then just draw you back into this present world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Can I appropriate that? You can. <laughs> five, five, five. I'm down with the five, five, five. <laughs> I, that's a great, yeah. oh, what a great gift. Thank yeah. you for that. When we were preparing for this conversation, you sent me some things that had been inspiration. And, and a really common theme there was kind of embracing uncertainty, which I thought was I mean, some of them were quite lovely, and I'll want to put some of them on the Facebook page so people can read them or know where to find more. Mm-hmm. But talk a little bit about those. What what speaks to you about embracing uncertainty? Inquiry is the cornerstone for my practice, mm-hmm. um, and we don't know all the answers. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, going back to. Um, Adyasante said, like, what's, what do you think is more, what you know or what you don't know? Um. Yeah, well, there's, a, there's a quote for the times, huh? Right. Yeah. And so, and I think also um, to loop back to the uh, sort of traumatic birth experience that mm-hmm. um, my son had, mm-hmm. um, we... Uh, that's not the outcome that I expected, but there's a true gift in that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and the body, we we. I don't know if I'm answering your question. I kind of got on a tangent, but we're but the body stores our emotions, uh-huh. and so if you think of the house again and the home, like it's where you store things. Right. And so right. if you practice being curious as well as being mindful mm-hmm. and patient. Mm-hmm and self-compassion, um, you can move more gracefully throughout your day. Mm-hmm. And, and you can, and, 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 the, and the stirring that up, the, 
letting it be a little uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. it teaches you something. Mm -hmm. It teaches you how you shake hands uh, with people in the world and how you how you can move forward or, you know, not be in the past, but um, be in the present, Mm -hmm. you know, not Mm -hmm. not racing ahead to figure out what the future is, but being curious about what what the present moment carries. Right, right. Sort of that be here now, almost. I'm also, I'm just imagining being in class with you and um, what it must be like to have a sense of the things that are emerging in each individual's head and body um, as they're attentive to themselves in this way. And I, I have a picture of you almost sort of as a shepherd of that, you know, sort of keeping this flock safe and kind of giving them this space for it. I What's do that feel like Mama like? Bird a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I would think so. It's, a, it's just a fascinating space. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when balance is, and I can tell when balance is a little wonky, I, I I might, you know, stand and, and you know, when you're bowling and you're, you're trying to get that ball from going mm-hmm. into the, the gutter, but you just want it to keep going straight. I can, uh-huh. I'm leaning, leaning, trying to get that person. To, sometimes if you visualize uh-huh. it, it may happen. Uh-huh. Um, you can see the expressions on people's face. Uh-huh. Um, if there's a gripping or a tensing, their right. face will show it. Yeah. Um, and so it's a relationship. There's a giver and a receiver. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, how do we relate to that relationship? And so that's what it's like mm-hmm. to, to, to be there sort of on that frontier, getting to know people, getting to know myself. Wow, wonderful. A really joint journey. So if people want to... Um, learn more or find you, how can they do that? You can go to my website, okay. www.omjoy.net, um, and my um, teaching schedule is on there. How to get in touch with me is on there. Great. So, great. Well, yeah. I imagine people might be interested. So um, I feel like this conversation has already been so much about analogies, but uh, you know this is coming, right? We're, <laughs> we're going to do an analogy on something you don't I even know it. what's coming. I love right? it. Okay. So, so take a pick. Pick out a slip of paper. Your random word. I'm going to take one for myself and one for the audience as well. And we'll make um, analogies to curiosity with whatever comes out. So do you want to go or do you want me to go first? Um, I will go. Okay. So my word is family. Oh, oh <laughs> wow. Okay. Perfect. Um, and curiosity is like family wherever your heart goes Mm. that's where your family is that's the curiosity your heart's desire your heart's intrigue and fascination and surrounding yourself and building your family based on those questions that curiosity Cool. Okay, I have peppermint. Um, <laughs> kind of different. Um, curiosity is like peppermint um, because it adds this brightness and freshness. Um, and I, I happen to know that actually in some schools they give kids peppermints before they take tests because it actually focuses their attention 
So that's how curiosity is like peppermint. Me. And for our audience, your analogy is fishing. How is curiosity like <laughs> fishing? Right. So have fun with that one. So Jen, thank you so much for this. This has been wonderful. I knew this was going to be a fun conversation. It's it was so wonderful. much fun. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. You're listening to WERALP 96.7 FM, streaming and on demand at WERA.FM. Stick around. Wendy Mann is coming up next with the Story Hour. Go ahead. Get curious about storytelling and all its forms. Hot books, cool topics, interesting guests, and excellent tunes. Special thanks to our guests, Jen Seif, Melissa Chang, Antonio Villaronga, and our all our analogizers with a special shout-out this time to Kate for this great analogy, curiosity is like fine wine, because the questions we ask get better with age, but timing is everything, and eventually, if we don't drink it in and enjoy it, it will go better and turn to vinegar. So, drink up, friends. Do you know something about curiosity? Are you wondering about curiosity? Is there someone you think I should be talking to about curiosity? Join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter, Choose to be Curious. And you can also now reach us at uh, choose to be curious at gmail.com. For those of you who don't like Facebook and Twitter, um, don't forget to send us your uh, fishing analogy, hashtag analogy, and let us know about the sounds that say home to you, hashtag my soundscape. And I hope you'll join us next time when Detective Sarah Bertolini from the Arlington County Police Department is going to join us. We're going to look at the intersection of homicide, robbery, and curiosity. Until then, choose to be curious.